Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This podcast explores all the things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, 3 years ago, or yesterday. After you listen to this episode, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform. You can also find me on Instagram and TikTok at Love Letters and Mixtapes. This week, I wanted to speak about generosity. And what inspired this episode came pretty much out of the blue. I was on a walk after work and listening to some podcasts that I had saved. And I work in podcasting, so I was working after work, but I kind of enjoy it as well. And I was listening to the Wiser Than Me podcast by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And she has some incredible guests in her first season but one of the episodes really stood out to me. And she was speaking with the author Isabel Allende. She wrote a book titled The House of the Spirits that many of you probably know. And she is just an amazing person. And she's so interesting to listen to. And she's a brilliant writer. But what really stood out to me in this conversation they're having is when Isabel was sharing about her very humble and very beautiful morning routine of waking up, staying in bed, and connecting with the spirits of loved ones who have passed on. So it's a little bit of prayer, a little bit of meditation, a little bit of listening. And she was providing examples of how she speaks to them and what she says. And she shared that when she's speaking with her daughter, Paula, who had passed on many years before, she would ask her something like, Paula, what is the most generous thing I can do in this situation? And then instead of taking an action or writing a list or being in motion, she's in her stillness and she allows the answer to come to the surface. I thought this was such a beautiful and deeply familiar practice. And I wanted to speak about it because yes, the practice is very beautiful, but her inquiry was so incredible. Asking what is the most generous thing I can do in a situation and allowing the answer to come to you. I felt that it was a powerful stop you in your tracks inquiry and I actually stopped and looked around me and it's such a beautiful day here. I live in a very beautiful place and had a moment of pause and gratitude. And I was thinking about what that inquiry does in moments of joy, abundance, depletion, catastrophe, crisis, strife. What does an inquiry like that invite us to do? It is such a humble recalibration of thoughts, feelings, energy, consciousness. And as I was walking home, I gave so much thought to what generosity looks like and that it is a reminder that we bring something to every situation, every relationship, every interaction, every dynamic. So what can we bring here? What can we contribute? And how can we do so with generosity? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And something else came up as I was thinking about this, and that was the assumption that generosity always looks a certain way. I think it probably does not have great branding, and that's totally fine, as many powerful emotional or spiritual tools do. They just don't have great branding. They don't have great word of mouth. And that's why we talk about them. Because my very first thoughts around generosity were, being very soft or being a doormat or giving more than I had. And it did give me a pause to think, why was that immediately where my mind went? And I'm going to encourage you to think about your version of generosity. What does that word bring up in you? Where does it bring you? What does it make you think of? For me, instantly, I had a moment of fear, thinking, I don't have enough. I'm not enough. I can't give enough. And that is absolutely my own very interesting journey that I have to go on. But for you, what did that word bring up? Did it seem like the first impulse in every situation, every moment where you're feeling in conflict with someone, are you programmed to be generous? Every moment when you have more than you know what to do with is your first impulse to be generous. And what does generosity look like for you? How was it modeled for you? How was it spoken about in your home? What does it look like in your relationships today? Who is the most generous person you know? And how do you feel about them? And as I was exploring my own thoughts about generosity and my own experiences, giving or receiving, I thought about how differently generosity shows up in our lives. We can tell ourselves that generosity is always sweet, it's always easy, it's always accessible. But what about when it's bitter, when it's hard, when we're in discomfort? What does it look like then? What if generosity looks like respecting someone and honoring them enough to allow them to experience the consequences of their actions? That's not something we would automatically believe is generous. But what if we looked at it that way? What if generosity is loving someone enough to be angry with them and communicate that anger instead of acting out or withholding? What if generosity means doing the work to identify and communicate our boundaries and then actually following through with them, not weaponizing them, not using them as a way to punish people, but generously using them as a way to create and sustain our relationships in a way that works for both parties. Maybe generosity is simply being where you said you would be when you said you would be there, doing what you said you would do the way you said you would do it with the people you said you were doing it with. Maybe generosity in its simplest form is transparency. Maybe generosity is a sacred pause. 
We speak about the power of using our pauses on this podcast all the time. It is such an accessible emotional tool, and yet we don't often think of it as generous. But maybe that pause allows us to have a moment of reflection, a personal inventory to see what we could do to recalibrate this experience or this relationship dynamic instead of just setting it on fire. Maybe generosity is our silence sometimes, and maybe it's our voice. Maybe generosity is the discomfort of lovingly detaching from someone without malice, without having to get the last word in, without that I gotcha moment, without leveraging a power dynamic. And I believe that part of the reason what she shared resonated with me so much, why I sat down immediately to record an episode, is that it's not about someone else identifying what generosity looks like. It's not about me telling you this is generous, but this isn't. It's about incorporating the inquiry into our daily life or into those moments of crisis when maybe the first emotional tool we have is a hammer and everything around us looks like a nail. And so we just go in swinging or we feel that we have to walk into situations with our armor or our ammo. And maybe today when we ask ourselves that question, we can set those things aside. Maybe we can pick up something else. And the more I thought about this concept of living generously and using that as a lens to view our relationships and ourselves and seeing the opportunity I thought about the word lanyap. A simple definition of lanyap is something given or obtained gratuitously or by way of good measure. People know it as a little something extra thrown in. And Mark Twain, in his book Life on the Mississippi, he called this a word worth traveling to New Orleans to get. And there's a great quote from that book where he talks about lanyap and he says, Lanyap has a restricted meaning, but I think the people spread it out a little when they choose. It is the equivalent of the 13th roll in a baker's dozen. It is something thrown in, gratis, for good measure. The custom originated in the Spanish quarter of the city. When a child or a servant buys something in a shop, or even the mayor or the governor, for aught I know, he finishes the operation by saying, give me something for lanyap. The shopman always responds and gives the child a bit of licorice root. When you are invited to drink, and this does occur now and then in New Orleans, and you say, no, I've had enough, the other party says, but just this one time more, this is for lanyap. And something about a culture of just a little extra thrown in and having that beautiful covenant, that beautiful exchange between even strangers just really resonates with me. And so as we're talking about generosity in this episode, I like that concept of lanya. If generosity in really challenging situations feels hard to come by, I want to encourage you to think about that little extra that you can sprinkle in to every interaction in your daily life. What does that look like? Is it accessible to you? Can it show up in every situation? Can it show up at work when you have just a bit more patience than you think you do for someone who is driving you crazy? Can it show up in your family dynamic when you offer 
just a little bit more grace than you thought you had within yourself? Can it show up in your partnership when you don't wait for someone to ask for the thing that they actually want and you kind of just offer it freely and you don't make them ask for it? Can it show up in our interactions with strangers? Can we just move with that extra kindness that we think we don't have to give as if giving it would remove something from us or be this huge imposition when in reality it's not. It's probably a pause, a favor, a kindness, a breath. My friend Dan used to say, keep what you have by giving it away. And guess what? You have to give it away to even get it in the first place. And even saying that out loud right now is such a beautiful reminder. I'm having my own recalibration as I think about this concept of moving with generosity, even when I don't feel that I have a lot to give. And even if you're listening to this and you feel that you don't have a lot or you cannot be generous in a specific situation, I want to remind you, maybe you don't have what someone wants, maybe you don't have what you want, but you might have exactly what someone needs. I often talk about that on this podcast. No one needs the Instagram highlights of my life. But when I can sit and talk about the discomfort, about a concept like generosity or boundaries or navigating family dynamics or toxic work environments, I think that's what someone needs. And it may not even be particularly what I want to share or give. Maybe I want to give the shiny thing, the thing that looks great. And instead I can sit with my transparency or my perspective or my words. And that's the medicine. And sometimes it's just that simple. So I'm encouraging you to tap into your own medicine this week. Where can you be generous? How can you show up? And maybe that practice of generosity also encourages us to develop our muscles of receiving, because I know a lot of us struggle with that too. And so to close out this episode, I want to share that as I sat down to record, the very first thing I did was Look up the definition of generosity. And looking up definitions is just a childhood habit of mine, even if I obviously know what the word means. I just want to see the root, the etymology, where it's coming from. And what I saw for generosity was being plentiful or large. And it made me think of this beautiful quote from Walt Whitman's Song of Myself. And he says, Do I contradict myself? Very well then, I contradict myself. I am large. I contain multitudes. Until next time, please make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Maybe share this episode with someone in your life who would resonate with it. I really hope it sparks a powerful and connecting conversation between the two of you. You can also take a moment to like, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you so much for being here and listening to Love Letters and Mixtapes.